It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz fall to the Los Angeles Lakers. The defense looks absolutely fabulous. Guys battle endlessly, but just not enough shots go down. We'll talk about what's going on with that when we come back on Postcast. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Today's edition of Postcast is brought to you by the store, 6200 South, 20 of East, there to help you with all your holiday needs. June pies come throughout the week, and on Fridays, the big selection of them all. All right, Ron, really a great, great defensive effort. We talked so much about the defense. We talked so much about the Jazz being run by in transition and things of that nature, where a lot of work was done by coaches over the last 24 to 36 hours trying to uh, analyze this and look at their problems. There was all sorts of discussions, and... Really, the, the consensus I think Quinn Snyder came up with after talking to a lot of people is we just got to do things better. We got to do details better. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have everything in our lives be the equivalent of transition defense. We're gonna if you're late to a meeting, that's late on transition defense. If you're late to a plane, that's late on transition defense. If you're we're gonna simulate the first three steps back running and shoot around today. I don't know if you saw that, but every yeah. time, and they were great. They kept yeah. the fast, one of the fastest teams in the league out of transition, and that defense, this was Jazz defense tonight. This is, this is really exciting to see Jazz defense tonight. Yeah, 13 points off the, off the transition points. I'm a, a fast break points there by the Lakers tonight. So you would have to think that that's, that, that's good considering they're, what, the second fastest team in, yep. in the NBA right now. They really get up and down the floor. And you're absolutely right about working very hard at prepping for uh, how to defend a transition team because this is what you're going to run into every night. So the Jazz had to get better with this. I remember at the beginning of the year, Quinn Snyder talked about getting better at things they do well. Defense is one of those things that last year they did very, very well. This year's defense has got to, got to be tweaked. They had to change it a little bit uh, to more of a, a, a transition defense than that half-court defense and and this is where they need to get better at the nice thing the jazz what we saw tonight out of the jazz was that's and, and the second part was then when they got them in the half court they executed a game plan beautifully they yeah. they really got bared down they had specific plans on lebron that frankly worked so well that late in the game lebron just went to work yes and one-on-one -on -one because he understood that the jazz had a defensive game plans and they were you know they were executing them and then got them in the half court and really stymied the Lakers a little bit in the half court. It, it really did and got to the point where LeBron James decided, okay, I'm going to go downhill. I'm just going to go full speed. And 
it's amazing how he can go as fast as he does and change directions and and still get get to the basket finish over the top of a bigger a bigger guys but you can't fault the defense of the jazz i thought the game plan was excellent uh it just didn't make those shots and and i know we need to make threes in order to be successful but we need to make those twos too as well and i and i think some stay away from those low percentage shots well i mean the rim shots tonight you know we everyone i, I was i don't know if i said this to you the other day i had this like great revelation <laughs> you um, did, huh? and, no it was like <laughs> If we actually had box scores in which they put what you shot at the rim, what you shot on mid-range, and what you shot at threes, mm -hmm. people would stop talking about you taking too many threes. Because they would actually see that on a given night you go, where you go four of 20 from three, you also went one of 12 on the mid-range. Yeah. And you'd realize that that was a bigger problem. But we don't. We put the threes in the box score. So everyone will talk about the fact that the Jazz were four of 23. Well, if you, if you dig into it a little bit on tonight's game, the Jazz shot 51% at the rim. You've got to shoot better than that at the rim. Yeah. 50% like, is not a good percentage when you're shooting at the rim. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I'm talking about those 15, 10-foot um, shots that that are given to you instead of attacking big men. We're going to use McGee as an example, and I'm just using him because we just played the Lakers. Guys that... that a rim protectors he's averaging just under three block shots a game whereas that 10 15 footer i think is a great shot and then we make those you move back out to those threes we're looking awfully good so i will tell you i just looked it up we went nine of 25 on two point shots not in the restricted area tonight that's not um very good that's 36 percent yeah were they low percentage i don't know i'm just or, yeah. i just i don't i can't pull them up yeah but just to let you know i pulled up for the night i mean the issue for the night is we shoot 39 percent like yeah. it wasn't that we missed threes we missed everything yeah and so the offense has now put up the the positive of the night is that there didn't that that from a defensive standpoint I think there was a little concern, at least I had it after the last game, that there's an entire pace of play issue, something going on that the Jazz can't handle, and all of their defensive success of the past is irrelevant, and the, the league has changed on it. Now, the Lakers are the actually the fourth highest pace of play team. I said second earlier. I was wrong. They've been a little slower recently, so maybe they're not as high, but it was a good sign they played on that end defensively. That's the good news. Now, the struggle is that the offense has now been bad in – bad enough that you probably can't win in I think about five of the last seven games well it, it looked like the Lakers were switching one through four you know, like the Jazz like to do a lot I mean you didn't see McGee out having to defend uh, Ricky Rubio or or Donovan Mitchell or anything like that they were switching one through four and trying to blow up the Jazz dribble handoffs the second handoff was usually something that worked for the Jazz because we saw Joe Ingles able to turn the corner a lot and got it, get, and get to the paint. Now distribution of the basketball and that means you got to find the open man and, and, and for the most part you know when the Jazz can do that they can get those good looks just have to make those shots David I mean there's not much more we can say about about the Jazz offense. Is Donovan that, doesn't play tonight after the first quarter he wasn't particularly good he got a rib contusion he's been battling this rib thing for a while uh, and, and I think you know about ribs, right? Yes, I do. Because you've had and I actually, Don, I mean, I, 
you know, I guess we can say it now. It's public now. There, there's certain times, honestly, guys, where there's injuries going on. You don't, we don't, you don't want us saying on public air that Donovan has a rib issue because somebody will just go blast him in the ribs. And so Donovan's wearing a. If you look at him closely, and we mentioned it tonight after he got hit, he he's been wearing a pad in in his midsection. He kind of always wears a lot of pads, but a little extra in there. And I believe we were walking out of where were we on the road on that last trip? It was. Well, alleyway was to the left. So maybe in Philadelphia, did we shoot around in Philadelphia? Uh, yes, we did. So that was early in that trip. Walking out of Philadelphia, Donovan stopped to go get his ribs iced. So he walked out of Philadelphia with his ribs being iced there. This has been going on for a while. Got hit again tonight, and you could see he he was in a good deal of pain. So the, the offense doesn't have Donovan tonight. How much is that? This is three games now really without Donovan. All three of them, the offense... How much is not having Donovan what caused the offensive woes to it, it, It's a ton because, you know, anytime your defense is or your opponent's defense is geared to, okay, we have to slow down Donovan Mitchell, that makes things better for, for, other, for your other teammates. That means they're probably going to get some pretty good shots. And, and, and if, if, you know, they, they can make those shots, it makes a big difference. Um, so w- without having him... To exp- I mean, what I'm getting at is that there's a few guys that are a threat to have big nights for the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell's definitely one. So you would have to really think very, very hard about who would be the biggest threat other than Donovan Mitchell to have a big night offensively. And, you know, you can take your pick, but it wouldn't add up to anything. So a lot of positives tonight. The shots did not go. Uh, the Jazz defense was fabulous against the Laker team that came in as the eighth best offense in the NBA and had been playing really well recently. They've won 8 of 10. Uh, A lot of positive things in regards to the defense tonight for the Utah Jazz. We'll see whether they can get healthy with Donovan and go get one in Sacramento on Sunday. Have a great night. This has been Postcast. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.